You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You fell for it, didn't you? You fell for it, didn't you? You actually thought. Y'all were going to win some playoff games. You actually thought that there was going to be the first time that you were going to be in the NFC Championship game in about 30 damn years. That's what they thought Shay Shay did. That's what they thought. They, they fell for it. No, they, 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 they fell for it. They heard us talking about how they the number two seed. They had home court advantage. They had all of this going for them club Shay Shay. But we warned them. The entire season warning up, and then I shift the gears and I got their hopes up all the way up there before it came crashing down. Didn't I tell you, Shay Shay? Didn't I tell you, bro? It hurt. It hurt. <laughs> it really did, didn't it? Hey, guess what, Shay Shay? It don't hurt more than what I'm about to show you right now. Kick my music, please. Mediocre team and Big D. <laughs> That's what makes this funny. Uh, 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 how about the Cowboys? Uh, 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 how about the Cowboys? Some way, somehow, when it counts, just wait. They will let you down. The accident, they will mess it up. Just wait. The accident, they will let you down. Just wait. The accident, wait. The accident, wait. The accident, wait. It will happen. It will happen. I'm predicting they're going to be irrelevant. I'm predicting that absolute embarrassment for the last decade and a half. They make me laugh. All the talent that they have is unbelievable, man. <laughs> Big D, these are you. This is what they do. Walking through the show from on cue. take on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Thank you for being with us. How about them Packers? The Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, our quarterback Dan Orlovsky, and the one and only Southern Steve. I'm Molly Karam. Good morning, everyone. How are you all doing? Here we go. Dan, Dan, how are you doing, man? I mean, you got the chipping, man, you I, got the Chippendales look rocking this morning. Molly, how how was how your weekend, girl? How was your weekend? <laughs> Needless to say, you know how my weekend was. Hey, 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 I just showed Shannon a few minutes ago. I know it's holiday and all of that stuff. So we, even though we both here in L.A., we got to be in separate studios. But that's all right. I saw I saw you before the show, Shannon. Didn't I give you a big hug? Didn't I say Oh, what's up? man. We wonderful. <laughs> we are wonderful. <laughs> As a matter of fact, hey, Stephen A., Stephen A., you know what? Today, today, this was on me, SPN. Don't even worry about paying me. This was on me. This was on me. That's right. That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
you know what? I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. There's no kind of shit. Yeah. I'm kind of but you I know, just so want to know how you I'm got that Packers hat. I'm going to keep it up. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Yeah. You know, I went and shopped for it. That's what the hell I did. And they had it They had it right there on the shelf. As soon as you walked through the door, Molly, it was right there. It's like they knew what was going to happen. And they put, the, they put the QE Bay Packer hats on the shelves before the game. It was right there. It was right I'm there. I'm not going to lie, Stephen A., I was shocked. Let's get into it, please. Last <laughs> night's loss to the Packers marked the 28th straight season. The Dallas Cowboys failed to reach the NFC Championship game, joining five other teams without a single conference title game appearance from 96 to 2023. America's team now has eight one-and-done playoff appearances since the start of 96, the second most by any team in the NFL, only behind the Colts. Let's hear from the Cowboys. We put ourselves in position to play a home playoff game. You know, it was a great, we had a great opportunity, but we clearly picked the wrong day to have a bad day. Just shocked, honestly. Um, from the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, we got beat. There's no other which way to, around it, no way to sugarcoat it. Um, obviously, I didn't play well uh, and shock. I don't want to rank it, but I will tell you that I'm floored. This is beyond my comprehension. Was behind my comprehension too. Dak was shocked. I was shocked, Stephen A. But tell me this: Should we be surprised by the Cowboys' early playoff exit? Considering history, <laughs> did you say surprise? Is that what you asked me? Did you say surprise? surprise. I mean, come on! I mean, come on now. Dak Prescott. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Four interceptions in the last two playoff losses. Uh, Mike McCarthy. Three one and outs in four years as the Dallas Cowboy head coach. The Dallas Cowboys on the 28th anniversary of the last time they went to an NFC championship game. It's 28 years. It's 28 years. I mean, we're talking about. Look, did y'all know that 28 years ago in 1996 when the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Did you know that, excuse me, 10% of you, I looked this up, 10% of U.S. households had home internet connections. Mm. Google didn't even exist. <laughs> You can't make this up. You can't make this up, man. And, you know, and I just said to myself, I'm sitting there. Listen, I got to tell you something. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, okay, in all seriousness, I am shocked at the fashion in which they lost. To get beat down, we all predicted that Dallas should win this game because we thought that Green Bay's defense was suspect. But we knew that Green Bay could put up points in them. But I must confess, Shay Shay, I must confess, D.O., I was shocked at the beat down. This was a beat down. I want to give them, I'm going to give them about the final score, 48-32. Oh, no, 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 no. 48-16 with six minutes left in the game. It was done, okay? What I was shocked by was the beat down. When they ran downfield and they scored, all right, you march downfield 75 yards, Aaron Jones is running the ball, lights out. Okay, we get that. We saw that before. We saw that against Buffalo. We saw that against San Francisco. We got that part, okay? But Dak throws that interception. That was the first indication. And then after that, a pick six. <laughs> you, you can't make this up. So I'm going to tell you this. I am surprised at the fashion, but I'm not surprised at the loss. When things, when the playoffs arrive, palms get sweaty, backsides get tight, and you got cats that ain't ready. And nobody, I don't give a damn about the excellent analysis of D.O. I don't give a damn about the excellent analysis of the three-time Super Bowl champion and the Hall of Famer Shea Shea himself. I don't want to hear, I saw panic. I saw dudes who were shook. 
I saw a crew that was nervous, okay? And so we'll get into the ramifications, the fallout from this in a minute. All I'm going to say is I'm surprised at the lopsided affair that we witnessed, but I am not surprised by the loss because, D.O., I set it up beautifully, didn't I? I sat up there and I talked about those expectations. And I let it climb. And they all got caught up in it. And Dallas Nation, Cowboys Nation was all caught up. And remember I told you, Shay Shay, I don't want the fall to be light. I wanted it to be steep. I wanted it to be And I wanted to collapse. And that is what we saw yesterday. They never let me down. I always say, be patient. Just wait. It's coming. And boy, did it arrive. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not, su- I'm not surprised at all, Molly. You remember a couple of weeks ago, I said the Cowboys are like my ex. I like them a lot, but I don't trust them. And remember, everybody was talking about this is, this is the Cowboys' best chance to get to the Super Bowl. I said best based on what? They went 12-5 and five last year. They went 12 and 5 the year before that. I said, so what's different about this year than the previous years? I said, absolutely nothing. I say they still do a bunch of talking. Jerry Jones is still in front of the cameras, yapping like he always does. It's funny. Stephen A., did you find it funny? Jerry Jones says he doesn't want to rank this loss. But let me tell you what happened on Thanksgiving when they beat the commanders 45 to 10. I don't know if I had a day like this, and I'll include them all. I'll put Super Bowls in there. I don't know if I've ever had a better day with the Cowboys than today. But yesterday, he didn't want to rank it. But you wanted to rank a meaningless Thanksgiving Day game against the Commanders? I remember Michael Parsons opening day. He said after beating the Giants, we're making the statement that I've been trying to make. We're the best defense in the National Football League. Really? I said, when you can't run the football consistently and you can't stop the run consistently, when you get to the playoffs, whatever your flaw is, it gets exacerbated. What couldn't the Cowboys do yesterday consistently? Consistently run the football. What couldn't they do? Aaron Jones looked like Eric Dickerson running the football. He had two rush touchdowns all season long. He had three yesterday. 48-16, 48-16, and Dak said, well, I got it going late. What you mean you got it going late? Bro, <laughs> Dak numbers at 48-16, Dak was 24-39, 193, a touchdown with two picks. Now, he ends up with over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Bro, that was garbage time. Those are empty calories, which means you got fat with no nutritional value. I'm not surprised by this because I foretold of this. When you look at the Cowboys and the way they play, when they play good teams, this is what normally happens. Unfortunately, in a situation like this, it happened to be the playoffs with all these expectations. Man, the greater the expectations, the greater the hurt. I'm not surprised that the Cowboys lost. Yeah, maybe 48 to 16 at one point in the ball game, but no one should be surprised because if you watch the Cowboys all year, Stephen A., teams that ran the football, and I'm not trying to get wide, run outside, run right down the middle of the field because when they got those little small-ass safeties playing middle linebacker uh, deal, because you know they like to play a lot of nickel, a lot of dime, you got those small guys, when those big guys scoop up on you, uh-oh, won't help you. This is what the cow, this is who they are. They got to do some soul searching today. 
thought it was a bad matchup. Said last week, I thought it was a bad matchup. I'm shocked Dallas got absolutely outcoached, outprepared, and outclassed. This was the two seed in the playoffs. This was by far their best team expectation-wise over the last three decades. I was born in 1983. It's the worst performance I've seen from the Cowboys when it comes to how they played given the expectations that were levied on them. I am surprised that Green Bay's defense, who on back-to-back -back weeks in this season allowed Bryce Young and Tommy DeVito. Bryce and Tommy DeVito were the NFC players of the week. I'm surprised that that defense choked Dallas's offense out. Dallas's offense has a quarterback that played at MVP level, a wide receiver that was an Offensive Player of the Year candidate, three All-Pros on the offensive line, and one of the better young tight ends in football in Jake Ferguson. I'm surprised that Green Bay's defense choked Dallas's offense out. I'm surprised that no one could get open. I'm surprised that they were completely prepared Green Bay defense defensively for the predictability of Dallas's offense. That does surprise me. I am surprised that Matt LaFleur ran circles around Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is a head coaching candidate, rightfully so, a very, very good football coach. Matt LaFleur embarrassed him. That surprised me. I'm surprised that Jordan Love completely outplayed Dak Prescott given the season that Dak Prescott has had. I thought it was a bad matchup. I said that everything that Green Bay does offensively, motion, put the quarterback under center, play action pass, going 12 personnel, Shannon, you know, one back, two tight ends. I thought that would be a problem. To watch what happened and see one team completely unprepared and completely outcoached and completely outclassed versus a team that is the youngest in the NFL versus a team that had to win to get in, that was surprising. Stephen A., before you go, Steve, let me say this. Sure. What did I been telling that deal? I've been telling you guys all year, Stephen A., I say if the Cowboys defense, if they don't get scooping scores, if they don't get pick sixes, and they now don't set right. the Cowboys offense up on short fields, there's hell to pay. And what happened? Michael Parsons has his lowest pressure rate in his NFL career. One pressure on 19 pass snaps. They noticed something. They noticed that when they ran the shallow cross, uh, Stephon Gilmore liked to do what we call jet. He likes to undercut it. Undercut. But what did, yep. what did Romeo Dobbs do? What did they do every time? They start him hard on the shallow cross, Sell and they and run out. the seven. And they run the seven right in behind it. And boom, he's wide open. What did the Cowboys like to do on that wide set? They never throw the ball to Brandon Cooks on that slant route inside. They always like to widen the window for CD. Savage says, you know what? I'm going to pretend like I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. I know they're not going to throw it. All I got to do right. is don't drop it because Dak's going to hit me between the two and the six. I just can't drop it. And what did Dak do? He looked at Cooks, came back. Savage didn't move. He didn't drop it. The tendencies, and they didn't break any of the tendencies. You know this, Dio. The one thing that Mike Shanahan used to do with us, every four to six weeks, we would break tendencies because he said we're running these plays yeah. too many times out of the same oh, formation, the same in the same down and distance, in the same area of the field. Mm -hmm. The Dallas Cowboys broke no tendencies, either offensively or defensively, and the Green Bay Packers made them pay the ultimate price, 48-32. I appreciate that breakdown, Shay Shay. Let me say this to you, to my producers right there. You know what sound I'm looking for, right? 
before we move on. I got some sound for y'all. I got some sound for y'all. Because I want to I wanna refresh your memory, Dio. I want to refresh your memory, Shannon. Uh, 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 Sam, uh, you remember Demarcus Lawrence? I mean, could, 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 could you play that, please, after they beat Wait, the Eagles? Like, what you want to play? Hit in the face over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm trying to say? I mean, you know, this is the problem. See, 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 what happens is this. Think about what you just broke down, Shannon. You talked about, as far as I'm concerned, you talked about football 101. Why do I say that? Because I'm saying, no, not Stephen A., who's a reporter, not Dan Orlovsky, who's an exceptional football analyst, or even Shannon Sharp, who's a damn Hall of Famer. You're a coach. You're Mike McCarthy. You're Dan Quinn. You don't know how transparent you've been. You don't know how you've been doing the same thing over and over and over again. You didn't notice that the Philadelphia Eagles were dissipating and, and, and deteriorating before our very eyes to the point where we're wondering whether or not they're going to win the night against Tampa. You didn't know that the Giants weren't that good. You didn't know that all them last place teams you were beating up on like New England and the Jets. You didn't know they were that they weren't that good. You didn't know that it was going to be a little bit different if you showed up in the playoffs when a team don't have anything to worry about but you. You didn't know that. This is what I'm talking about right here. And so I look at the I look at the Dallas Cowboys right now. They got they got punked. They they ran they got the ball ran down their throats. They were out physical. Mm -hmm. We know this. We saw it with our own two eyes. But again, you were also incredibly predictable. We're looking at Matt LaFleur. Right now, yeah. we're wondering whether or not to call him Matt LaFleur or Bill Walsh yeah. or Bill Parcells or even Bill Belichick himself because you didn't change your stripes. Why? Because you got caught up in the mm -hmm. noise, and that's why I played that sound for Demarcus Lawrence, who was very, very quiet yesterday outside of the couple of penalties he incurred. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. 
And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's go there. I'm glad you brought up the coaching. So Jerry Jones hesitated when asked about his coach's future. Meanwhile, Dak had his coaches back after the game. Let me play that sound for you. Uh, us to not have. In, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl and and. That, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Shannon, we all know the definition of insanity. Tell me this. Should Jerry Jones move on from Dak and McCarthy? That's for me, Molly, or Dio? No, that's for you, Shannon. Um, I, I don't see the difference. I, I think the thing is for me is that I've seen – 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins, and they've come up short every single time, is that the expectations of the Cowboys, given who and what they are, Jerry hypes them up. See, the thing is is that the the fan base gets so frenzied by what Jerry is saying and what their players are saying, and when they beat up on a bad Jets team and they beat up on a bad Patriots team and they beat up bad on an early Giants team and they get out and they score 40 and they score 50 points, oh, this, and everybody gets off. I'm telling you, you're not that good. Defensively, you're not that good if you can't turn people over. Green Bay protected the ball. Mike McCarthy is the – because the problem that I have with Mike McCarthy is because he told Jerry a lie. He wanted Kellen Moore out so he could call plays and said he was going to run the football more than Kellen Moore. And I'll be damned, he didn't run the football less than what Kellen Moore did. That's right. He bears culpability in this. So at the end of the day, if you're happy with 12 wins and getting being one and done, Mike McCarthy is your guy. It's really that simple, D.O. Stephen A. If you want 12 wins and a possible division title and be one and done, Mike McCarthy is your guy. Let me be very serious here because I want to I veer away from the trolling and having a good time with all of this to get very, very serious here. There does come a point in time where Dak Prescott needs to shut the hell up. A standard? What would you know about the standard? You haven't lived up to the standard that was once set decades before you. Dallas Cowboys were winning Super Bowls in the 90s when Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, and Emmitt Smith was there. And ultimately, primetime Deion Sanders came there. The Dallas Cowboys were winning in the 70s when you had Roger Starbuck there. Okay? With the Drew Pearsons of the world, with the Tony Dorsett's of the world. They were winning. What would you know about that? If you are a Dallas Cowboy since 1996, you wouldn't know anything about that. If anything, all you know is that historically there was a standard that you have failed to live up to in your entire career in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. And I say that respectfully, and here's the reason why, D.O. Shannon. Put them up on the screen because I want to look at them, please. It comes a point in time. We all know that Dak Prescott is an incredible role model, is a really, really good guy, really decent guy. He's class personified. We know all these things. We say all these things. But have you noticed that most analysts have gotten to a point 
where we preface anything we say about him by bringing that up? The time has come to stop all of this. Sure. We're talking football. We're not talking right. anything else. We're not talking yes. about your character. We're not talking about you as a man. We're not talking about how good of a person you football are. We're, talk, we're talking about the fact that come the month of January, you plummet. You have a winning record in every single month but January. That is not an accident. That is not an accident. So we don't give a damn about Dak Prescott's endorsement of Mike McCarthy. A matter of fact, if we do give a damn about it, it should be for the opposite reasons. The fact that Dak Prescott endorsed him is more of a reason he should be gone. Because he can't seem to get more out of Dak Prescott than we need him, we need him to get out of him. Now, as it pertains to Mike McCarthy, let's be clear. He has to go. He has to go. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not just about the 12 wins during the regular season, but you wet the bed in the postseason. It's about the fact that, that, that Jerry Jones is 81 years of age. It's about the fact that when we look at the personnel on the Dallas Cowboys, we expect better come postseason time. It's about the mandate that you took the job knowing what the mandate existed and you failed to live up to it for four Correct. years. That's what this is about. And how does it end, Dio? You walk into a postseason game. A postseason game on your home turf. Kansas City won at home. Okay, Houston won at home when everybody was talking about Cleveland. Detroit won at home. Who's the one team that lost a home game? The team that was 16-0 over the last 16 home games. That's the Dallas Cowboys. And how did they lose? Because we're literally looking at them and saying they're ill-prepared. They got yeah. outplayed. We saw Musgrave wide open. We saw Dobbs wide open. I'm talking about you didn't see a defender in the vicinity. We saw more hits of Dan Quinn who also has to go, by the way. We saw more hits of Dan Quinn on the big screen than we saw Dallas defenders in the vicinity of Green Bay Packer wide receivers. That's what we're talking about here. They were ill-prepared for a playoff game, and it's not about them being inept, Dan. It's about the fact that you got guys that are available now, a Harbaugh, a Belichick, that you know something like that would not happen. That's the thing. Yeah. They got to go. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, first of all, there, there's no way that Jerry Jones can sit here and tell anybody, Cowboys Nation, the, the reporters, all of us, that he's serious about winning a Super Bowl unless he restarts everything. I would restart everything if I was Jerry Jones. We are what we are. Now, there's a couple things I want to push back on, Stephen A. Okay, the, in the context of Dak Prescott, I said this last year. Everybody wants the player to be as good as the person, and that's not the case. Okay, Dak is a 10 out of 10 human being, and he's a good player, but he's a better person than he is in player. I do think that when he stands there and owns it every single time, that should be appreciated. I'll push back. I understand where you're coming from with like, we don't get, that does matter. Because so often we do have moments when players do finger point. And to be the quarterback of the Cowboys and to consistently fall short in the playoffs and never run from it, I don't think we gloss over that, okay? I, I, I'll push back on you with that. This is why I think you have to change everything, Stephen A. and Shannon, because Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, together, they're 13-15 and 15 versus teams that end the season with a winning record. They're below average against good to very good football teams. Dak is going to cost $60-plus million next year even if they change his contract. At some point, you have to be honest about who you are. 
At some point, you can't sit here and make those cool audio clips and say that noise you hear late in the, the Texas night, that's me laying awake dreaming about a Super Bowl. There's no way that you can sell us that lie anymore, Jerry Jones. If you really believe that you want more than anything to get one more Super Bowl, you have to restart at every major position or decision-making process in the organization. One one sec, Stephen. I just want to get this on the record. So what do you mean by restart everything? You're getting rid of Dak. You're getting rid of McCarthy. What's happening? Yep. Yep. Tell me. I'm getting rid of those three pivotal pieces, Dak, McCarthy, and, and Dan Quinn. I would get rid of. And and I understand that's absurd. And could we get worse? Yes. It's going to be hard to find a quarterback that is going to play at MVP level. But in the last three playoff losses, he's got five interceptions and ten picks. Against Green Bay and San Francisco, those two guys together, they're 0-5. They lose by an average of 13 points. So as as far as, like, those major focal pieces, mm-hmm. I would restart everywhere. No, no, no. Uh, Shay, uh, uh, Shannon, before I get to you, let me say two, uh, a couple of quick things. Number one, I think that's ridiculous. I'm not getting rid of Dak Prescott. Before this game, he was an MVP candidate. I'm not getting rid of him. That's number one. Okay? And I, and I think because the coach – I think coaching and, – and, and, and Shannon has emphasized that a lot with all the times he's mentioned Mike. Shanahan, obviously, uh, and, and obviously he played for Harbaugh as well. So when you look at it from that perspective, the, the bottom line is this. I just have – I'm not getting rid of Dak Prescott. But here's another reason why. Just to throw this out and then I'll hand it to you, Shannon. Look at Dallas's defense yesterday. Zero sacks on Jordan Love. Zero takeaways. Allowed, TDs on, uh, allowed TDs on six of Green Bay's first seven possessions. Allowed 60% on third down conversions. Allowed four Packer touchdowns in four red zone trips. And they allowed 415 yards of offense on only 54 plays, which is 7.7 yards a play. Even though Dak was god-awful, and I don't want to hear from him when it comes to endorsing his coach right now. To me, the defense was yeah. more culpable in what yeah. transpired yesterday than Dak Prescott, even with the two interceptions yeah, and the pick six. I, I, I agree. Check this out, Stephen A. Do you know that the Green Bay Packers have more playoff wins in AT&T Stadium than the Dallas Cowboys themselves? And that's the Cowboys' home stadium. And the Green Bay Packers have more playoff wins in that building than the Cowboys. You see what happens? Here's the problem because Jerry Jones tells us every year these teams that he has assembled has more talent, look just as good as those teams that won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, Jerry, are you crazy? Do you understand what you're saying? The team, you got to let these teams do something before you credit them for doing nothing. They've won nothing and you say, oh, they remind me, they're just, really? Do you know? I don't think Jerry understands just how good those Super Bowl teams that he had in the 90s were, or he would never put these teams in the teens and the two th- in the 20s alongside those. That's his own fault. I don't know if you get rid of Dak because, like you said, what are you going to replace him with? Mike McCarthy is sure. an easy fix given what's out there and available. I believe there are coaches out there available that's better than Mike McCarthy. Remember, Mike McCarthy had years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, guys that won seven MVPs, seven. So, no, yeah, but things got to change. Dan Quinn's Quinn's got to go. Here's where I'm struggling, Shannon. Here's where I'm struggling, Shannon, and and mostly with – with uh, Stephen A., I guess, in central to the Dak point. 
Again, Dak's a good player. He has bordered on being a really good player. There is that reality. Stephen A., you just said he has a winning record in every month but January. We know what has happened in the last three out of the last four playoff games. He has not played well. It isn't just Dak or what else. It's if you are going to reset something, okay, you're going to probably get a new coach. So now that new coach has to come in and accept the guy that you said, Stephen A., doesn't, has, has a winning record every month but January, and we're going to pay him $60 million? And, and we're, we're, we're just completely okay with that? When you watched yesterday afternoon a young man go on the road in his first playoff game, and let's be honest, let's take emotion. It wasn't close performance-wise. But you're missing it. First of all, let's understand something. Jordan Love over the last over the last nine games has thrown 21 touchdowns and one interception. Now we can sit up there and talk about he's young and it was his first playoff game, but the brother has been balling. So let's give credit where credit is due. That's number one. Number two, I'm saying to you, Dan, let's not act like you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not absolving Dak Prescott by a long shot. I don't. What I am saying is it's more of an indictment against the coaching because not just of what we've seen, what we saw defensively yesterday, but because of what Shannon pointed out about how flagrantly transparent they were in doing what they were doing. So now if I'm a coach, I'm saying I'm asking the question, what if I don't put Dak Prescott in a 14 to nothing hole. What if I don't put him in a situation where he's down 20? I know he threw a pick six. And I know, but that, that interception by Alexander, I mean, that was pretty impressive. I'm just saying to you, I'm not talking about the Savage interception. That was all on Dak. One could argue about the first interception, how that was just a great play. No matter what, I don't care how bad Dak looked. It was nothing compared to how awful Dallas's defense, defense. looked. You had people, Dio, catching passes. There was no one in the vicinity. Yeah, everyone we, was so, awful. I'm just, saying, I'm, I'm just saying, but the point is, you didn't give him much to work with. Another coach would be better prepared. I feel like That's what I'm yeah. saying. How about this here, Stephen A? The deal. The best thing that could have happened to the Cowboys was this. Because guess what? You remember? We was talking about Dez caught it. And they say, if Dez, Daddy gave Dez that catch, the Cowboys would have won. Mason Crosby makes that intergalactic field goal. Well, it took two transcontinental field goals in order for the win. So what's Jerry Jones' excuse now? You get with down 48-16, three, ga- three years in a row. They were ill-prepared to start the game. You remember the first year when they played San Francisco? They fell behind really, really bad. You remember last year, even though they beat a very bad Tampa team, they won that game, a wild-card game. They started very, very bad. Yesterday was the worst possible thing that could happen because when you're at home and you're, you're at home, Dio, and you start behind the eight ball, you know all of a sudden, the fans start to get restless. You start to hear murmurs. You start to hear boos. And guys start to get tight. You saw C.D. Lamb start looking up at the Jumbotron. He looking down at his hands. No, those are your hands. You dropped another one. Yes, Dak misfired. Look at, I mean, the throws he's throwing off is great play. That's zero coverage. You didn't get that you came from too far. Great route. Look at this. Double move on Gil- Gilly. That was a great throw. Great route by uh, Wicks. But at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy in big games has not had this team ready to play. Yeah. Uh, 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 like, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Everyone was bad. 
I'm not sitting here telling everybody at home the Cowboys lost because of Dak Prescott. The Cowboys lost because they were completely outcoached, outplayed, outprepared on all in all facets of football. But when it comes to like what you would change, again, don't ch take my words out of context. I'm completely aware Dak is a good player. But Stephen A, I don't understand how you could sit here and like have fun with the situation in regards to the lack of playoffs, playoff success and playoff performance by him and sit here. He just came off of arguably, and I think so, the best his year works. of his career. And yeah, was and his really bad yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward to next year. They got a new coach. He's playing really good football again. The number one thing out of your mouth going into January is going to be, does Dak Prescott change who he's been in the playoffs? At some point, like at some point, that organization has to sit there and say, our quarterback's good. He's really good. But he hasn't gotten done in the playoffs. And here's another thing, Shannon and Stephen A., you guys know this, Molly knows. His playoff performances over the years have gotten worse. Take the Tampa Bay one out of there. Last year, Tampa Bay was so bad. He was pretty good in the playoffs early on in his career. The performances have gotten, like, gradually lesser. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would change. Could I get worse at quarterback? Yes. And that's the, that's that's my the, point. the dice roll you are going to. But the Cowboys, you know what the Cowboys have to do? They got to have the guts to go find their Matthew Stafford. That's what the Rams did. The problem that they're having, as you're seeing Jordan Love and you're seeing C.J. Stroud do what they're do, Stephen A., that's the Dak problem, is that you see these young guys in their first playoff starts. One guy's a rookie, the guy is a third-year guy, but it's only his first year starting, and you see what they're doing. And they say, hold on, Dak's been a starter for eight years, and he's never looked like this. Well, one could, hold one could argue he did look like that when he went against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers had to rescue them by throwing that beautiful pass down the left sideline. I mean, he, in 2016, he looked good that day. He looked good that day. I get but that. He, but made, he threw two picks right. already. He, he, they were down 21 to 3. He was the reason they was in the hole. So right, he right, should. Right. I don't give you credit for you drowning me, and then all of a sudden you rescue me and say, oh, man, thank you. No, you were drowning me to begin yeah, with. Much more time. I'm on this in just a bit, guys. We've okay. gone 35 minutes straight. Just work with okay, me here. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. First Take fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite First Take episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and PTI ad-free as well. They also have favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash First Take. That's Amazon.com slash First Take to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Michigan just winning this month. Jared Goff matched up against his former Rams team in Matthew Stafford, the player he was traded for. In 2021, Goff got his revenge in leading the Lions to their first playoff victory in 32 years in nine days. The longest active drought in the NFL without a playoff win. Goff threw for 277 yards on 22 for 27 passing with a touchdown and no interceptions, becoming just the fourth Lions quarterback since 1950 to win a playoff game. Huge congrats to him. Dan, I'll start with you. We were calling this, you know, the Dan Orlovsky Bowl. We all know why. Uh, what statement did the Lions make? Yeah, that they're a brand new Lions, that they're no longer a laughing stock, and that they can go play and beat anybody. And it was uh, an incredible performance to kind of witness. You know, Molly, Stephen A., Shannon, I thought the Rams would win this game. I had picked the Rams in this game, mainly because I thought Stafford in that pass game would be unstoppable. And for the most part, they were. And I think what happened was you saw the totality of a football team. And, and we just talked about the Cowboys and their defense and, and adjusting and, and handling some of the things that Green Bay was doing offensively. Tip your hat how well coached Detroit is. We rave about Ben Johnson and their offensive coordinator in Detroit and the things that they do. Aaron Glenn was spectacular in the second half last night for Detroit. And they're so well coached. Jared Goff in the ball distribution, the big playmaking, the physicality running the football. And if, it, it, you know, when I was there early on in everyone, we were bad. And everyone would always ask, like, Dan, why are you guys bad? And I would simply put, like, look at our early first round picks <clears throat> over the past eight or nine years. 
We, we just could not draft well. I want to give a shout-out to Brad Holmes, the general manager of Lions. Again, I thought the Rams would win this game. I'm so happy for that organization. Th this is his last three drafts, okay? In 2021, he took Penny Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown and McNeil, one of the better defensive tackle pass rush-wise. Okay, that's 21. 2022. He takes Jamison Williams. He takes Kirby Joseph. He takes uh, 2023. He took Jameer, Jameer Gibbs, Laporta, Branch. I mean, they have crushed their drafts recently. Their general manager, Dan Campbell, can coach. Uh, it's, it's a new Lions, and they're no longer a lapping stock. I appreciate you saying that, man. And I just, I just look at the culture change that, that, that Dan Campbell has infused. Um, just being in the city of Detroit, knowing all the things that they've endured, what they've been going through, this was much needed. Uh, right? Especially when you're watching the Pistons right now. They're certainly not giving you much to cheer about. Thank God for the Michigan Wolverines winning the national championship first time since 1997. And now here you are winning a playoff game for the first time since 1991. Major, major props to them, no doubt about that. But the physicality stood out in my mind. Hutchinson, particularly in the second half and how he was he was just he, he was he was just doing his thing obviously I'm um, looking at the Rams inability to do anything in the red zone and their three trips there they couldn't generate any touchdowns yep. whereas Detroit converted all three of theirs and so you got to give credit where credit is due and then of course it's Jared Goff who was a who was a Super Bowl participant losing to the New England Patriots years ago was exiled out of Los Angeles because Stafford was the guy that McVay and them wanted to deliver a Super Bowl and sure enough he did it so major props to him and he did play well yesterday, by the way. And they like Matthew Stafford with Shabby. No, but, Jer Andy. but Jared Goff, you got to give credit where credit is due. When not under pressure, when not under pressure, he completed all 21 of his passes for 266 yards and a touchdown. You got to give credit where credit is due. They can run the football. They can throw the football. They can catch the football. And defensively, they've upgraded significantly from what they were last year. And then you look at their coach. He's emblematic of what the city, how the city wants itself represented, okay? When we talk about yeah. Dallas and we lament some of the things that we see, now juxtapose that to Dan Campbell, what the expectations or the hope there is that existed in the city of Detroit, and then look at what he has done to just change the entire culture. You brought up Brad Holmes, a mad respect to him. You're a GM and you're making these decisions, a lot of props. But that coach, Dan okay. Campbell, has proven to be something special, no doubt. Well, you you considering the Lions hadn't won a playoff game since 1991, so 32 years, they finally won a playoff game. And I think the thing is, guys, as long as Jerry Goff doesn't turn the football over, they're going to have a chance. Now, they get a second playoff game at home. Mm -hmm. They get a second one at home. Now, they're going to get the winner of the Philly-Tampa Bay Series. Very winnable regardless of who they play. This is a very winnable game for the Lions. Who knows? Upset, you might get a third game at home. If Jerry Goff takes care of the football, they'll have a chance. I'll have them favored. I think they'll be favored over either Tampa or Philly. Now, the 49ers are a different animal. If 49ers take care of business against the practice, we have to see what we're just projecting. But the thing that gets the Lions in trouble, D.O., and Stephen A., you guys know this, is when Jared Allen gets loose with the football. Either he the strip sack or the, the, the INT. If he can take care of the football, they have a chance. But you're considering that, that the way he played yesterday, the way he threw the ball on third down, and Dan Campbell says, you yeah. know what, guys? Hey, go, Jared Goff, go make a play. We believe in you. They didn't, but we do. Go make a play. I got to say this, too. I'm glad you brought that up, Shannon, and that's a very valid point. But I got to tell you, we've been talking about Jordan Love and his first playoff game. We're talking about the rookie that is C.J. Stroud 
Correct. Those are quarterbacks. Yeah. There's a rookie receiver named Puka Nakua. This Puka. brother. Oh, my God. This dude. Special. Special. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're looking at a superstar in the making. This kid yeah. right here is something special. I mean, down the stretch. Yeah, you just yeah. kept throwing him the football. Nine targets, hey. uh, ten targets, nine completions. I mean, he was hey. spectacular. Stephen A., I don't want to say anything, but on that last third down, he got hell. They probably should have threw a flag on that last one that the Rams, they held him on that yeah. play. And you might have could have got a late hit, but even if you disregard the late hit, he got held all the way through from the time he came trying to transition out of the break until even when he tried to elevate to get the football. He was held, but they let it yeah. slide. But Puka Nakua is legit. No doubt. Yeah. He, he reminds me of Anquan Bolden in a way. Lift every voice and sing. I have a dream that one day we can end racism. MLK was the one who tried to end racism and, and, and segregation and bring everyone together. So we got to continue to build on what he what he stood for and ultimately what he died for. At the end of the day, we all you know need each other. We are all one people. Um, so let's come together and and make the world a better place. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.